Hey, 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 tiny violiners. Today, I want to broach a topic that I honestly wanted to avoid. Since I started this podcast, these type of topics have popped up a lot, and I didn't want to cover them because so many content creators, either on YouTube or other podcasts, have covered these topics. Some do them daily, and they are all so well-versed on this subject. As I get into it, though, I will be shouting out these YouTube channels and podcasts as they come to mind because I want to give credit where credit's due and put as many people onto these content creators as I can. So today's topic is about the uptick of these dating gurus who are building their platforms off of embarrassing and degrading black women. I will not be mentioning the names of these podcasts or individuals, but I'll give you enough where you can guess or Google for yourself. Like I said earlier, I'm still trying to fine tune my podcast and choose topics that appeal to a wider audience, but this particular incident stuck with me and I have some things that I want to say about it. You know what this is? It's the world's smallest violin. As many of you already know, a rapper by the name of Asian Doll appeared on a podcast. I'm not going to say the real name as to not give any more undeserved attention to these clowns. So I'll just call them the fresh shit and fit for a beatdown podcast. So like I said, they invited rapper Asian Doll to be a part of their podcast. Apparently, Asian Doll kept having side conversations with the other women on the panel and their conversations were getting picked up on the microphones. Now, I get it. In a podcast setting, this can be very distracting. And Asian Doll was asked several times, though very rudely, I might add, um, not to have these side conversations. And she kept having a back and forth with one of the show's hosts. We'll call him Moron. So eventually, Asian Doll got upset and she walked off the set. She later tweeted about her experience on the show saying, I was so calm yesterday because I knew what I was going to do. Mr. Freddy Cougar was finna get a beat down Elm Street off camera. I'm thankful for the growth and self-control and I'm happy I defended another black woman because he was treating her so bad. Ugh. Then a number of very ignorant video clips resurfaced of these two flunkies saying very degrading things about black women. And I'm going to let you hear these comments straight from their crusty lips in just a second. But before I do, let's rewind for a second. In just five minutes of researching the Feces and Fleet podcast, you will find that these two misfits have a history of degrading the women they invite to their podcast. They have a level of vitriol and hatred for black women in particular. So why on earth was Asian Doll and so many other black women coming to their platform, skinning and grinning and waiting to be degraded? How many times are these lame, sexually confused men going to go viral for ripping you to shreds? Publicly rating you a three at best, telling you you don't deserve a high value man, that your degrees don't matter and all this nonsense that they hurl at you verbally flogging you before the world and discarding you one after the other because black women keep standing in line and saying that's y'all wait till he sees me only to be humiliated embarrassed like the ladies that came before you 
Is our lives as Black women not painful and hard enough without volunteering for more? I'm going to give Asian Doll the benefit of the doubt and say that she probably wasn't aware of how problematic these two fools are considering she is a celebrity and has a real career. But whoever the team is should have done their due diligence and research fake and fraud so their client was not placed in a predicament like that. Her celebrity, excuse me, validated their little podcast, not the other way around. And if y'all were working for me, oh, whoever booked this would have been fired. Period. And ask yourself this, if fart and faulty follicles hate the side conversation so much, why is their podcast set up the way that it is? There's anywhere from five to 12 people all mic'd up and sitting next to people they know. Their podcast tapes for hours and at some point lulls in the conversation are going to occur. Occasionally people are going to interrupt or speak over one another, even doing so unintentionally, quite often. Just par for the course with the way the show is, the show seating, excuse me, is set up. Why don't Freak and Foolish have a smaller number of guests on at once? Also, change the seating so that friends aren't sitting next to one another and are not tempted to have those side conversations. But I know why. Because the setup is a setup for Felon and Foe to freak out on the women only when they speak out of turn because everyone notices that Fairy and Failure's energy is drastically different when men are in the room as opposed to women. They are overly aggressive and boisterous just for the sake of being so. And that brings me back to Asian Doll. And allow me to rephrase that. Um, It's not Asian Doll that it brings me back to. It's Asian Doll's team. No one from her team even stepped in to check Frito and Funyun's hostility towards her. They were disrespecting her and the other black women on the panel. And sadly, when Asian literally took a stand and walked off the show, the women didn't join her in a show of support and camaraderie. They continued to sit there like a check was about to be cut at the end of this humiliation ritual. So let's do a quick rundown. Black men clearly don't have our backs. People on our payroll don't have our backs. Other women who were non-black sat there and said nothing in our defense and other black women aren't speaking up at the most and walking out at the least? Black women, come on now. This is our L that we have to take and we must do better. Hey, Tiny Violiners. If you have any questions, comments, or show topic ideas, feel free to email me at tinyviolinpodcast at gmail.com. That's tinyviolinpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to date a bunch of Shaniquas, go for it, man. LaQuisha. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, me and Fresh aren't really down with the brown like nah, that. Man. We ain't Night Riders. Nah, so bro, I'm good. Uh, you know, sometimes if they're, you know, red bone, but like in general, me and Fresh uh, don't dabble in the dark, if you know what I'm saying. Yep. And there you have it, folks. Straight from the mouths of feminine and fruité. So what part of this hateful rhetoric makes black women think that these are the type of men they should go kick it with? As Adam22 from the No Jumper podcast stated, and he's a white man, by the way, this sounds like something a white supremacist would say. 
Now, black women, I know you wouldn't be mic'd up in a semicircle listening to Klansmen speak like this. So why would you sit in the presence of other men that spew this nonsense? Because it's coming out of the mouths of brown and dark-skinned men that clearly hate themselves and you too? Because you think that funky and fake and the black men that think and behave just like them are going to see you as a unique Shaniqua? Girl, slap yourself and any other woman that thinks like you. It's time to snap out of it. Black men hate when stereotypes about them are perpetuated, even though by and large, they embrace it. But they have no problem employing those same colorist tactics against you. Mind you, all while sporting the same skin color that they are degrading. These men are really sick in the head. And shout out to Chrissy, Paris Milan, and Eloho who have YouTube channels and they really go in depth on the damaging effects that colorism has on black women and girls. Black men also suffer from colorism, even though when it comes to black women, they say it doesn't exist, even though they're the very ones perpetuating it. But you see where I'm going with this. They're sick in the head. Talking about they're not down with the brown and they don't play in the dark. Oh, yes, you do. One happens to have brown skin and the other one that was speaking happens to have dark skin. And you're not going to tell me that they don't be playing with themselves. But um. So again, I have to question the mental state and self-esteem or lack thereof of black women that sit up in spaces and call into shows to get validation and advice from men that are mentally ill sitting there silent, playing seat fillers to men that dish you to your face. I think this behavior is rooted in black male worship. Shout out to Cynthia G who coined this phrase. The men are telling you in the entire world that they do not prefer you. Yet you continue to tell the world that you love them and will continue to accept and make excuses for their bad behavior. But like a moth to a flame, black women will continue to be burned by the fire. Let me drop some stats on you. Black women, you are being murdered at the hands of black men every five and a half hours. Let me run that back for you. Black women are being murdered at the hands of black men every five and a half hours and every three hours in South Africa. These men our natural born counterparts have a hatred for themselves and you at a level that you can't fathom. Public humiliation and verbal assaults are getting off easy at this point. These males descent into madness is reaching critical mass and it's time for black women to pivot and start making moves. Since black men want to embody and adopt the mindset and behaviors of white supremacists, then it's time to treat them as such. That means staying out of their spaces that they have carved out for themselves and their preferences. That also means staying out of their comment sections when they spew this dusty rhetoric like clockwork. They are aware of how their words make us feel. We do not need to be raging and going off in the comment section. Give them the attention that they deserve. None. Our presence is no longer wanted or needed. At this point, this isn't about anything but our safety and survival, ladies. What to do if you have a girl at your place and she says, no, why don't we have sex? Cool, no problem. I respect your boundaries. But what you're going to do is you're going to pull out your phone, get up and walk into another room. You're going to either call another girl 
or pretend you're talking to another girl. Then you're going to come back out and tell her, hey, listen, um, it was nice hanging out with you, but you got to go now. And then you let her mind race thinking, oh, this guy really just called another girl just now. I better either A, give him what he wants because he's going to kick me out of here and I might lose this guy. Or B, she never went to have sex with you in the first place and you get rid of the time waster. You're welcome. Y'all heard that right, ladies. Please, by all means, go have your preference. I prefer that it isn't black women at this point. If Moron was such a high-valued man and so desirable as he claims, would he really have to pull stunts, tricks, and backflips to convince his preferences to sleep with him? (laughs) Well, that's it, y'all. That's the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Tiny Violin Podcast. I am your host, Taurus Worthy. Until next time.